time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thank you so much for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Strohholt here alongside Glenn Mosseller. He is a registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to GreensboroRetirement.com. That's GreensboroRetirement.com. Click on free consultation on the bottom of the page and schedule your time to meet with Glenn. Glenn, thanks for taking some time out to join us this week. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. I hope you are. Fantastic. And looking forward to today's program because I think this may be, you know, you've done over 100 shows, Glenn, but I think this may be one of the most important we've ever done. And it's about solving problems. And the fact that real financial advising, well, that's what it looks like. It's all about solving people's problems. It's not just picking investments. That's only a small part of the job. You need to solve problems. You need a problem solver. Or even, I guess, Glenn, we could take this to the next level if you need a problem avoider as well. Somebody who can not only solve the problems you have, but avoid future problems too. Well, yeah, that's exactly right, Walter. I mean, you know, when you're really talking about, you know, planning, it's that, right? I mean, there's life is going to happen. There's going to be things that come up. Some things, you know, you can see as they're coming down the road and other things sometimes crop up. But, you know, how do you make that work and come up with answers to those real world problems? So much of that is, you know, in terms of particularly in retirement, so it's like your income planning and all the different things that come about it. Like you say, it's a small piece of the puzzle. I wouldn't say small piece, but it's not the whole thing when we're starting thinking about where do you position your money and, and where do you have your accounts. And, you know, that's important, but it's more important as to how are you going to make those accounts work for you and deal with your life, you know, and make your life work. And, you know, when the unforeseen things happen, are you built to last? And what I mean by that is, you know, do you have a plan that has flexibility that can take on those things regardless of where you're positioned? Does that make sense? It does. And so what I'll do today is throw you some examples, some different areas where we might have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. And then (laughs) how you helped folks, Glenn, navigate through those kinds of situations, just to illustrate how financial advising really is about, you know, problem solving in these different ways and shapes and forms. One great example I think that we could turn to would be a tax-related problem. Tell us about a time somebody had a tax-related problem or maybe one of the problems you often see and how you go about fixing it. So, Walter, I'm actually going to give you several on the tax-related problem because, you know, there's, of course, it depends upon what you mean by a problem. But as you know, we do tax preparation here in our office, and we're getting ready to come up on tax season again. And whenever we have new tax clients come in, one of the things that we have them do is to bring copies of their last three tax returns. Because, you know, you can go back and you can actually, you know, file amended returns if you find something was problematic or maybe you didn't take some deductions that you might could have taken or or if things weren't really filed, you know, in your best interest. We've had a number of cases where folks have come in and they thought everything was fine, but they were going to have us do their tax preparation. And looking through their tax returns, we found places where they could file an amended return and get significant money back. And there was just an unknown thing that they were not aware of, that their previous tax preparer didn't catch or something like that. So, I mean, that's kind of a problem but they didn't know it was a problem, if that if that makes sense. But it's kind of nice to get extra money back when you didn't realize that you were entitled to it. You know, more along the lines of a traditional type of tax problem is, you know, maybe somebody gets a letter from the IRS and they say, you know, hey, we think that you may have underpaid your taxes or we got a problem with your tax return in this way. 
and certainly, um, you know, occasionally folks will have those things pop up, and and that's part of our tax service is that you know when people have that, they can bring those questions back to us, and depending upon the depth of where the CPA has to go to solve those kinds of things, you know, we're going to help them navigate through that. We've seen a variety of different things. You know, one that's kind of cropped up in recent years is when folks end up having somebody has filed a tax return in the client's name, you know, before the client filed their own tax return, the basic idea is somebody's trying to scam them. Maybe they, somewhere along the line, their social security number got compromised. And what's really happening is somebody's filing a tax return in hopes to get a refund, you know, from that other person. So, you know, we've had a number of those situations where we've been able to, you know, to help folks, you know, get their identity fixed, you know, with the IRS and make sure that, you know, anything like that that happened got taken care of. And, you know, those are things that are happening right around tax season. But one of the planning things that I do on a regular basis is help people, as you talked about, like kind of like look into the future and see what's going to happen. And a very, very common thing that we do is when we're sitting down and we're doing income planning, you know, there's a big part of income planning is tax planning. Because as we've talked about in previous episodes, we think in terms of Social Security and all the different forms of of income that will be coming to you. Well, Social Security is is a big deal because it's so much different than everything else in the tax code because it's not inherently taxable, but it can become subject to taxation based on how much other income that you have. And so when we start looking at when somebody's going to take Social Security, or maybe they already have, and but maybe their spouse hasn't, and then when are they going to start taking distributions or from their retirement accounts or, or those kinds of things, we can start to calculate what their future tax liabilities are going to be. And there are times when we can actually do some proactive planning where maybe we start doing some raw conversions to convert some money into where it was going to have to be forced distribution at 70 and a half. Maybe they weren't really planning on taking that unless they, you know, the government just made them do it. But there is an opportunity there to possibly lower what those required minimum distributions might be by going ahead and doing some conversions or, you know, repositioning assets to create a scenario where for years and years to come, the tax bill can actually be less versus just kind of running in from year to year to year. We always talk about, you know, tax preparation is kind of recording the past, but tax planning is looking out in the future and seeing what can we do to enhance your position going forward. And that's really something that we really, really work to do throughout the year. And of course, we always come along the, you know, we find these things that happen during tax season. And that's when people are thinking about it the most. But really, like you say, I mean, there are plenty of opportunities for us to work with folks to help lower their potential tax bill in the future. And certainly we that's a big, big part of what we do in terms of planning, because we always say it's how much can you keep or how much can you keep and utilize versus the amount that's in the account. If the amount that's in the account is going to be heavily taxed, if we can help guard against that, then we might end up you know, helping folks keep more of their money. Always a big issue when taxes are involved. you got to make sure that you're making the right choices there, and it's so tough for a lot of people to wrap their heads around 
all the different things that they can do, that they need to do, and that they sometimes don't want to do when it comes to their tax situation. I know you help people navigate those intricacies each and every day in the office and how it relates to their overall financial plan. We're talking about how real financial advising is about solving problems. And so let's go to another problem that pops up from time to time, Glenn, maybe more often these days, whether it be, you know, something that you're forced into potentially. What about an early retirement that's a bit unexpected, something that maybe your company or maybe your health or just some sort of outside factor forced you into it? Sure. Well, Walter, we've had, you know, a couple of those scenarios happen with clients. And the best case scenario is when that happens is, you know, somebody has, you know, maybe they their company comes to them and say, you know, hey, we're going to offer an early retirement or we're going to, you know, basically maybe it's an offering, maybe it's a forcing. But there are times when folks will get, you know, a compensation package, you know, where they get paid for the next six months or the next year or something like that. And, you know, just saying, you know, hey, we're going to eliminate your position. But, this is what we're going to do for you. So that's kind of the best case scenario, because if it's going to happen anyway, it's kind of nice to get paid for that time that you're not going to be working. And that gives you a little bit of a buffer where you might end up, you know, going and looking for something else or you reconsider, you know, hey, maybe you're going to actually pull the trigger and really do retire. And it gives sometimes gives folks opportunities to reconsider what they're doing. I know we've had a couple of those situations where folks were they were just planning on keeping going with their current job and they had those kind of an opportunities and they and then one in particular went out and found another full-time job and was getting double dipping so to speak. They were getting paid, you know, for two jobs for more than a year. But then, you know, I had other situation where, you know, folks said, you know what? I mean, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm, I was pretty close to retirement anyway. And so then they, they were able to find something to do part time, which they wanted to do something. They didn't want to just stop work because they still felt like they were young and they wanted to be active and so forth. But they were able to, you know, take some, a part time job. that was a little bit more fun, but they were still able to take on you know, some additional income and just kind of rearrange things. But I mean, Walter, it always depends upon the particular situation and what folks have saved, you know, how old are they, you know, what's the situation. You know, I've talked to a number of folks, you know, when those situations happen, and we think about, you know, what are you going to plan to do with your house, you know, and maybe they were thinking about downsizing, you know, previously, but maybe that just pushes the, you know, the edge, you know, of the envelope a little bit more forward. And so when they realize that, hey, you know, if the job has been eliminated or it's been phased out or whatnot, you know, there are times when it's like, okay, that forces the issue a little bit. And so we kind of ask the question, well, what are you thinking? Where do you want to move to? What type of house do you want to move to? And, you know, so it's something that they maybe have been thinking about, but they've been putting off and it maybe forced the issue a little bit, but it actually ended up being a, you know, better scenario because maybe, you know, they, they had a house payment in their current scenario, but they were downsizing and changed their living arrangement and it reduced their expenses in such a way that it didn't hurt them anywhere near as much by, you know, having lost that income because they were able to rearrange things so that their expenses went down significantly too. So, you know, we always look at the particulars of a particular situation to see exactly what's going to be the places where we can either maybe tap into some additional income, maybe it's through working, maybe, you know, accessing an account for a period of time and also lowering expenses. But, you know, again, it's really, you know, let's look at your exact situation. What options do you have? And, you know, then we just we have a good conversation and brainstorming session about, well, you know, where's the flexibility and how can we make, you know, lemonade out of lemon, so to speak? 
Well, it's always nice when you can have a little bit of lemonade instead of just that pure lemon juice. And so whenever <laughs> we can right. do that financially, I think people experience certainly the same benefit. So there you go. Good examples on tax-related problems that get solved in the office there with Glenn and the team, but also when someone's forced into an early retirement, some of the complications that that causes. And we've done podcasts in the past as well about maybe some of the tips and strategies you might want to be thinking about if you're facing a decision like that. Another great example about how real financial advising, and also in the back of your mind here, I hope you're thinking about you know, is my advisor doing these things for me? And certainly if you're working with Glenn already and you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you know the answer to that question. But if you're working with another financial advisor or you're kind of doing it yourself, this is a big problem. Are you, as your own advisor, giving yourself, you know, these kinds of questions? Are you asking yourself these things? Do you need somebody looking out for you when it comes to these situations? Be asking yourself that as we go through these problems. Another one, Glenn, is when somebody maybe loses a spouse much earlier than they'd planned, especially if that's unexpected. Maybe, you know, no other event can throw things into a tailspin from a financial perspective like that situation. Oh, yeah, Walter. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, you know, had a situation like that happen this year. You know, it was taken, you know, aback. It was a weird thing and it was unexpected and their spouse passed, you know, very, very quickly. So, Obviously, the first thing is just the emotional part of that, because, you know, it's one thing when you're expecting it or it happens gradually over time. It's a whole nother thing when it's just out of the clear blue. But after, you know, kind of getting over that initial shock and dealing with that, it's like, okay, well, now we've got to look at how are all the different assets positioned? You know, what have we done previously to make sure that we had flexibility there? And so a lot of those situations we were able to work through and whatnot. One of the things that really comes up, though, and, you know, came up in this particular situation is, you know, looking at the shift that's going to take place in terms of the tax code. Because, you know, if you're a married couple and you're filing your taxes as, you know, married filing jointly, you've got, you know, significantly higher thresholds before you go to the next tax bracket. So one of the things that we ended up doing, you know, in this particular situation was that we said, okay, well, look, you know, I mean, it's an unfortunate thing, but we have a situation here where we have, this is going to be our last year where there's going to be a, you know, married filing jointly. And so we looked at the, the opportunity there of saying, well, the tax brackets go to this level and we actually did some Roth conversion to be able to make sure that that was taken care of, you know, and being able to fill up that tax bracket, so to speak, saying, hey, next year, the tax brackets are going to be cut in half and there's going to be a lot less opportunity for that type of tax planning. So, you know, again, it's those are tough situations, but, you know, that was something that was just there. And it's like, OK, well, you know, we've been talking about this for a little while, but we certainly definitely have to take advantage of the tax code and and what's there. And you know, so we have a really you know, unfortunate situation that took place. But again, we have to look and see how can we solve a problem or how can we at least, you know, try to make the best of it. And that was a tough situation, you know, in working through that with a client and all the, all the unexpected, you know, but, you know, there was that opportunity and certainly we take advantage of that. And it's like anything we do, you know, planning, we try to look at the whole situation and real life always throws you, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. And, and no matter what's coming your way, we have to try to find the best way to deal with all those situations. Well, we could continue to go through, I think, a long list of, you know, problem solving examples with you, Glenn. But in the interest of time on the podcast today, we'll keep things at a relatively, you know, bite sized piece of information here for folks. But maybe one more example of how financial advising 
doing it the real way is about solving problems would be when somebody's been in the situation where, you know, they worked with an advisor or a broker in the past and things didn't work out and maybe they're jaded from that experience or it just it didn't go down like they thought it would. And so now they're kind of very uneasy about proceeding in that direction again. Right. Well, Walter, I mean, we come across that from time to time, you know, particularly with folks, you know, who are transitioning into retirement. There are times in the past, you know, where, you know, they worked with other advisors, but they find that there's an awful lot of advisors that are out there in the marketplace that are really advisors that are oriented to the accumulation years and, you know, and trying to save for retirement and trying to, you know, to chase after rates of return and try to make that retirement, you know, pie or, you know, that bucket of money as big as they possibly can. And that's very valuable in order to go after that. But at the same time, when you're transitioning towards retirement, you know, or if maybe you're already in retirement and the strategies are oriented to, you know, accumulation, well, when you're in preservation and distribution, you really need to have different strategies and having different strategies sometimes, you know, brings in the you know, possibly using a different advisor. You know, I remember one time very specifically, I had a, a gentleman that came in that was his first year as a tax client and we're sitting you know, and going through his tax return and we start talking about things. I say, you know, well, you know, you're going to have your required minimum distribution starting in the next year. And he says, yeah, I know. He says, you know, and I'm really, really concerned about that. And I'm concerned about the markets and I'm concerned about, you know, what's going to happen. And I said, well, you know, I mean, do you work with an advisor now? And he says, yeah. I said, well, what does your current advisor say? And he says, he says, well, he tells me not to worry about it. That basically, you know, if the market goes down that, you know, historically it's always come back. And I said, well, I said, you know, what do you think of that advice or, or whatnot? And he says, well, he says, I don't know. He says, he, you know, the guys keeps telling me, he says, well, we're in it for the long run. And he says, but he says, I'm not sure what he thinks the long run is. He says, I'm 70 years old. That's a problem because, hey, I've never had to take money out of this account before, and I've never taken money out of this account, and I surely don't want to have to be taking it out if the market takes a big dip. So, you know, we talked a little bit and, you know, we, obviously the strategies were not there, or at least they weren't discussed with a previous advisor. And so we, you know, we helped him work to find, you know, better answers as to how he's going to be able to take those distributions and have that income coming and lower the volatility on, at least on a portion of the portfolio to be able to make sure that he's not subject to all that volatility when he has required distributions or forced income. That's something that we see on a pretty regular basis because, like I say, there's an awful lot of advisors out there. They may do a really good job at accumulation, but they may not have the skill set or the strategies that you know there you know that they work with to help people go through that preservation and distribution phase. Because let's face it, Walter, I mean the vast majority of people who are out there who have saved in 401ks and IRAs and those kinds of accounts you know, are largely folks who are saving the money into those types of accounts, not because they're really long-term investors per se, but they've been saving for the retirement so that they can turn around once they do retire and use that money as kind of like their self-directed pension. So, you know, and then they have to think about, well, how do I make it last? And that's a difficult question to answer if your strategy is about accumulation and buy and hold and for the long run, because now all of a sudden you're not really in a buy and hold mode. You're in a distribution mode or taking income. And that's a whole different set of strategies and a whole different mindset. And a lot of times that's where we can help folks make that transition. 
Well, it's helpful information, Glenn, and I appreciate you kind of walking us through these different examples of how real financial advising comes down to solving problems. It's not just picking stocks. It's not just investments. It's about so much more. And if you don't have a financial plan that takes into account a lot of these other things that need problem solving, and again, we've just scratched the surface today, so keep that in mind as well. If you haven't had that kind of experience yet, we do invite you to reach out to Glenn and the team. Here in Greensboro, you can do that. Call 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. You can also find Glenn online by going to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Click on free consultation at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a meeting right from your smartphone or computer for the near future. Glenn, thanks as always for the help, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again next week. Take care, Walter. That's Glenn Mosseller here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. 